I've been singing and dancing and playing piano since I was six years old. And so sound and frequency, I've just, I've understood on this quantum level. Mm-hmm. And then that has kind of been the same thing over the last decade of just studying astrology for me and personal spiritual development work for myself and then through it all and where my soul in those moments were led to it kind of just pieced these things together and over the last year I found this beautiful way of combining all of it because it's all relevant welcome to into the light podcast this is where we will be discussing and exploring all things ascension ascension journey ascension journey mapping and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. For those of you who don't know, Allie is a transformational life, spiritual and manifestation coach. She does Kundalini yoga and meditation teaching. She's an astrologer, sound healer, and mystic guide spiritually and guiding spiritually curious women to connect in deeper in understanding their soul's purpose and helping them to accelerate and elevate into their destiny. Amazing. I'm so excited to have this, this discussion today on all things soul purpose and meaning of life and everything I like to talk about. Welcome, Allie. Oh my gosh, me too. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be here. I'm super, super excited. Yay. Conversation today. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm excited because I think I, I originally saw you speaking on another like summit event. It was a couple months ago, Kristen Bilecki's Unity Consciousness event, which is amazing. And I just love the session that you guided some of the, the women through and shared all your knowledge and wisdom. And I was actually revisiting that those recordings because I wanted to make sure that we talk about all of the amazing, the work that you do and what you do with your clients and all of that. So I'm just excited to, to learn more and share this wisdom with anyone and everyone who's listening and who gets the recording in the future as well. So thank you so much. Yay. So why don't, can you tell me a little bit, Ali, what I know I mentioned kind of a lot of different things you do with Kundalini teaching and yoga, meditation, sound healing. Like, it's just like you layer it on girlfriend, you got a lot going on. So can you tell me a little bit about the work that you really focus on and what kind of got you here in the first place? Yes, 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 yes. So interestingly enough, it sounds like all of these multifaceted things, which it is. However, I mean, a lot of these things I've either been studying since childhood or just like they've been a part of my life, like music. I'm a professional concert pianist and and so was musical theater. And so I've been singing and dancing and playing piano since I was six years old. And so sound and frequency, I've just, I've understood on this quantum level. Mm -hmm. And then that has kind of been the same thing over the last decade of just studying astrology for me and personal spiritual development work for myself and then through it all and where my soul in those moments were led to it kind of just pieced these things together and over the last year I found this beautiful 
way of combining all of it because it's all relevant, right? Like to be able to have this embodied experience of elevation to really propel you into what's next, your destiny, your highest timeline. It's not just a one size fits all. Like there are these different layers that once you can really truly understand how they all impact you, right? Like sound, matter, frequency, that's just thought as well, right? Totally. Frequency, just thought. And that's what we do with coaching. And then Mm -hmm. studying astrology for like the last decade in human design, Mm -hmm. those help people. They're really great entry points to help people understand and have validation for parts of themselves that either it's like, sometimes people will be like, that's not me at all. And a month later, they'll be like, I just didn't want to look at it, but like, you're totally right. I'm like, I know I'm right. Like the stars Mm -hmm. don't lie. (laughs) So they're just, they're tools to help people understand why they're here and the lessons that they chose to learn really, really like in this beautiful succinct package. And then Kundalini yoga, it has been for me the fastest way to activate energy in my own destiny and my own life force. And to be able to both create safety within your nervous system and strengthen it, but also to strengthen your energy bodies and aura, which you need to hold more like if you want more in your life it's amazing but you can't do what you've always done before and so a beautiful for me a beautiful means that I personally use and I guide people through is breath work through kundalini yoga oh amazing yeah it just and it it takes time right like a lot of this work I don't know people talk about their shadow work or their inner healing journeys I mean I like to talk a lot of my with my guests and with spiritual seekers. I, I, I actually, I come from a Muslim background. So I, I end up working with a lot of Muslim women and community people who are, who are trying to understand a lot of these concepts and find alignment within that. And a lot of the new kind of like healing modalities and different practices and things and why, why these things actually work, like even, even important concepts like sound and frequency and, you know, what actually uh, have a healing impact on our, on our, even our physical bodies, right? We can heal through maybe certain diseases and things like that. And so it has just amazingly powerful benefits. It's like a gift, right? That we can tap into when we're, when we're on this healing journey. And I know it takes a lot of time and sometimes it's, it's a difficult process and we're, we're going really going through it. And there's a lot of resistance and, and negative experiences that are, that are happening or things get triggered. And so tell me a little bit about where you usually, like, where are your clients at when they come to you? Like, where do people really like find you? And like, what kind of specific like issues are they working through at that time? And then where do you, where do you kind of take them when you're working with them in the coaching program? So a common theme and thread that I found that people don't even realize it, but it's existed within every single person, even myself, right? It's been a lack of trust, a lack of trust with themselves, which equates to a lack of trust with the universe. And why why it's so important is a lot of people have these misconceived notions about what their intuition is and what it's telling them. And oftentimes people misconceive and activate a nervous system for their intuition. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of the, where we just inadvertently start with a lot of my clients is working with, like, they don't know that this is what we end up working on, but most people need it. It's really understanding your inner child and doing mm-hmm. inner child work to first give validation to your needs, right? 
and then start to meet those needs, find safety with them. And what does that also start to do? It starts to train your nervous system that you're safe. You can take mm-hmm. care of you and that it's okay. Like all of these things, big, small, whatever emotion under the sun, it's okay to feel. And once you can get to that place of just like a little more responsiveness versus reactivity right away, right? Like you can create that space, that pause. Like Yeah, like react, learning to respond versus reactionary like triggers, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's in that response that's created where you'll be able to hear. I mean, for some of the wor- world, you'll be able to hear your intuition. For some of the world, if you at all have dove into human design, we all hear it differently. That has also been fascinating. And so that's something debunking where intuition, not where intuition lies, but how do you actually hear your intuition and Mm -hmm. doing a little bit more work to create safety so that you're not misconstruing trauma, abandonment, any of those, right? Like we all have our own toxic, unhealthy traits and patterns and it's okay. Like it's okay. But when we start to use that and think that that is our intuition, that's where a lot of us get met with resistance and just the the repeating of karmic cycles and people mm-hmm. and experiences. Yeah, so- and and that pattern behavior that becomes like it gets it almost like gets more and more severe until you notice it and address it and, and like head it tackle it head on and face it, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So Amazing. Inadvertently where most of my clients and I start off. It's really diving into trust and intuition. And then Mm -hmm. from there, a lot of people come to me when they are in a space of transition, like Mm -hmm. career-wise, transitioning from motherhood back to work, Mm -hmm. thing into a different, a lot of it has to do with their own purpose, but it's at different stages. Right. Right. And t- tell me a little bit about the human design, because uh, I know that there's maybe some some folks uh, that I work with, actually, that, that aren't as familiar. Uh, I like to describe it kind of like astrology, but on a like, like a scientific level, but also uh, the importance that it brings to uh, even when you're starting your own business or like identifying how you're going to operate best and that it's like based off of when and where you were born. And it's like, like, we're we're all kind of fractals of energy and that energy is determined by that where, where where those things occurred and then that's determining these qualities about ourselves can you tell me a little bit like on how you describe human design and why it's so important to know those things about about our own self in order to start the path of doing this work yeah absolutely so in my own experience i have actually found human design to be a bit more tangential and tangible than Mm -hmm. astrology. Astrology feels a bit more, it can be a bit more esoteric and heady. I don't personally approach it from that place, but human design, because it measures your energy system, it's a mixture. Just like you were mentioning, it uses the same information as astrology. So it's astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching, Mm -hmm. quantum physics, and the chakra system. And so all of those things together create this energy system, this energy body. And with it, you can see how in alignment or how out of alignment you are with the natural progression of the world. And so you probably, for those of you that are new or have dove in a little bit, you've probably heard there are five different energy types. Manifesting, generator, generator, make up 70%. Projectors make up 17. Manifestors make up eight. Reflectors make up one. And so once you can start to really recognize 
Like that's the first place I take anybody because 70% of the world, we're meant to do what lights us up and to help the other 30% of the world figure it out. But when most of us are so out of alignment, right? Like when we have no idea what lights us up, when we get home after a nine to five job that we hate, how are you even supposed to know you can't? But that is actually the exact opposite of what 70% of us are here for. So essentially we can work all day, like 18 hours a day, if we are continually feeding ourselves with what lights us up. And then Mm -hmm. by doing it, it helps other people and give them permission to be like, wait, but what do you love to do? Why aren't you doing that right now? Doesn't this give you energy? Oh my God. Yes. So that's, yeah. Like that's, that's the first place to. It's like when work, work doesn't feel like work anymore because you're in alignment with what you want to be doing all day long for 18 hours, even if you need to. <laughs> I get it. I get it, girl. Yeah. Thank you for, for breaking it down because I, I've taken the little quizzes where you put in your birthday and I think I'm a manifester generator when I see where my chakras are blocked or where I have passed and whatever, what that means. But I, I've never gone you know, that deep into it. So it's a, it's a great, it's great to have that overview and really understand how it brings us into the, that state of alignment. And you mentioned like, especially when you're feeling burnt out or you, you don't know what's going on in in your, your life and why you're having these challenges and nothing seems to be working. And so how do you, how do you connect all this into concepts around like manifestation or law of attraction or really getting us these, these results that we want when we're trying to kind of break through having breakthroughs in life or whatnot? Yeah. So let me sit with that. I don't know if I would say there's a direct correlation correlation with this work and manifest manifestation per se hear me out is because when you are working with manifesting anything in life right like it's a feeling it's a frequency that has nothing to do with your energy system right Mm, interesting I thought it did I thought it was directly related like where you're it is and it's not right because when you look at the design chart it's not telling you to be able to manifest this, what is the state of the wish fulfilled? What do you want to be feeling? Okay, this is how you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. It would be deeper work through your personal development, through journaling, through meditation, through a coach. Affirmations and things like that. Vision, visualizing and affirmation, visual vision boarding and things like that. Yep. Or like uh, a couple of my favorites that people, like I approach it really, really differently than other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe not, maybe I like to do them as celebrations and I don't really use, I I don't teach them as I am statements. I teach like, mm-hmm. I love, oh my God, I love the way that I feel when X, Y, Z, I feel so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I am claiming, I choose, I am choosing, of course. Like the other one, that's my favorite. I'll be like, of course this is happening. Of course, like, right, you're, I am sure. And Joe Dispenza, his is, I am sure, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, It's just different ways of approaching it, but with that little bit of celebration and then doing little things like imaginal acts, right? Like you don't need to tell the whole world that you're grocery shopping for you and your husband, but the next time you go grocery shopping and you're calling in a partner, what does it feel like? Like, "Mm, I'm in the grocery store. What does my husband want for dinner tonight? Oh my God, what do I need to pick up for my child? Or right, like all these little things that you can start to do throughout the day that aren't just affirmations, that aren't just scripting. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it really taps into the importance of the uh, the feeling that it's already there. They tell us we have to, and that's the hardest part for people, right? Like they, we hear that again and again, like, oh, you have to feel it as if it's already happening. But then it's like, that's a, that's a challenge in, in, in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing too, that I was describing last night with a, with a workshop I led is if it feels a little off kilter or if it feels further away, right? Like there's the Hertz frequency system or Hertz frequency scale that like, Mm -hmm. if you're here and you in theory want to be feeling all the way up here, that's a really big jump. And I'm guessing your nervous system doesn't feel safe to sustainably be up here because you probably don't live up here, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's not a natural state. And so instead of up here, which is not setting yourself up for failure, but it's like, well, you'll see. Why don't you choose the next best feeling, right? Like Mm -hmm. one that's right above it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it's just like being a millionaire per se, right? Like I'm not a millionaire now. I'm choosing to be one in the future, but that is so far away from the reality in this moment. And so it doesn't matter. I could say I'm a millionaire a thousand times, but in this moment, it's not going to manifest because it's really like, even the feeling is this far away. However, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make an extra two to $3,000 this month. Absolutely. I can make an extra 5k this month. No problem. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. doing things in baby steps and baby increments, even going towards the feeling because that way you're not, I want to leave people with tools that actually set them up for success. And if you're Mm -hmm. deluding yourself to be somewhere that you're just not, that's just going to make you feel worse. And it's going to perpetuate the cycle that you're in. And so do the next best thing, the next, just reach for the next best feeling. Right. Yeah, totally. And I mean, that's where we get the comments. Like, how do I manifest a million dollars in my life tomorrow? And it's like, you have to be like, well, I don't know if it works that way. (laughs) It's kind of like, but I like how you break it down for like, easy steps. And, and I know there is that the, the, the hurt, I think you said the hurt chart, like I've seen those visuals where it's like lower vibrational frequency feelings versus higher vibe feelings, and actually getting people even aware that that's, that's a thing and that you basically can kind of work your way up and make it more doable. We like to have baby steps in our life, like one step in front of another in order to be successful. So that's amazing. And I I, I noticed a couple of times you mentioned this, how this is all connected into like our nervous system regulation. Could you tell me a little bit more? Because I feel like people are becoming more aware. We're becoming more trauma informed and all of these things. Social media is like, I'm, I'm scrolling all day long and everything seems to be connected into a couple of these concepts around like trauma and healing and nervous system and other things. So tell me how the work really on a practical level, how your work really helps that that nervous system regulation, because I know you mentioned it in the beginning as well. So I'm curious to to really dive into that because I feel like it's so important. Absolutely. And thank you for bringing that up too. And just like, yeah, we walk around and we're like, we live in a society that doesn't prioritize creating space for ourselves, for our experiences. And so if you think about your nervous system or like your your central nervous system, right? And like your spine and it, just using it as an example, it can be like this tight little like tube <laughs> running through your system. And it's it feels like this. Something, and I'm just getting this visualization right now. I don't know why, but when something feels like this and there's no space, right? There's just stress and there's anxiety and there's probably some self-deprecation and there's limit and fear. Well, then if there's no space, how, how are you able to fill it with what you want? 
you can't because your system, it will continue to go back to what it knows because it's comfortable, even though it's probably unhealthy, right? Until you've start to, started to resolve both on a subconscious level, some of that trauma, some of that wounding, right? But also on an energetic level, our nervous systems work with our energy. And so when you start to, right, like if you're clenching your fists and this is what you start with, even doing a few minutes a day of box breathing, right? That's really, or like diaphragmatic breathing, that's gentle. Mm -hmm. That's what starts to create the space in your nervous system to, to recognize, whoa, I can move out of fight or flight. I'm safe. I'm safe in this moment. And so it starts to create a little bit more space and a little bit more space. And I'm guessing once it starts to create more space, you start to open yourself up and things from the universe start to drop in that are in alignment. And it might not start big at first because your nervous system is going to freak out right? Because it can't hold it yet. It can't hold the person you're stepping into yet. It's like a radio station. You can't be on two different channels at the same time. And so we start to loosen it up a little bit, a little bit, and it starts to grow until you have, I mean, just like healing, right? Like we're never healed. There's always, there's always something underneath to keep going and keep growing because that's just the joy and beauty of being human. But there does come a time where you're like, whoa, I no longer react in the same ways that I did in the past. Whoa. Even like Marianne Williamson would talk about a miracle being even a change of perception happening, right? Like you just, you don't approach something the same way or whatever it might be in your life. And you, you can recognize that yeah. that starts to be that nervous system, safety and strength. And once you can come to more of that safe space, that equilibrium. And it, mm. it's not just a one-off thing. It's something that that is built over time. And this is where it gets a little bit wonky because if your nervous system is so constricted, like people will go into breath work and they will have these incredible experiences. And some of them can be a little bit detrimental if your nervous system can't hold two hours of holotropic breathing, right? Because it's intense. That's not nervous system safety, that's nervous system expansion. And so that's why I always recommend in the beginning, I don't start people off with intense kundalini breath because that's what's expanding you. What we want is to create that softening and that safety within the nervous system. And so you will start to feel it. And it doesn't need to take long. Like normally it's within a month that mm -hmm. a couple of weeks to a month that my clients come back and they're like, I don't know, all of these things combined have just created this new level that like, I do feel safe with myself. Whoa, I'm reacting to things or I'm responding in a totally different way. What is happening? And so once you start to notice that, your nervous system has gotten to a place where like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to hold more. Okay, what's next? And then again, unless you've been doing this for a long time, maybe don't jump into crazy effing three hour long breath work or like an hour and a half Kundalini class where it's the most intense breath work. Start out small. Just like mm -hmm. in manifestation, start out incrementally because I promise you it's going to start to build and it's going to start to build and build. And then all of a sudden, of course, you can do an hour of breath work. No problem. But so that's how I like to describe it with my, those. Like, yeah, no, I love it. I love it because you really gave I was getting that visual you were describing. And we talked a little bit about creating that space. Mm -hmm. for new new man for new energy to even come in in the first place you have to address the constricted parts the parts of you that are 
you know, stiff and constrict, constrained and y- your whole body, like on a physical level has to go through some, some sort of transformational changes in this process. And so the way that you described how we kind of move into from, from a reactionary or vo- more volatile state to more, you know, space between responding. It, it's like when we talk about getting triggered Triggered reactions are kind of highly volatile and then being able to manage that and, and, and not, not be so reactionary in that process and how it leads into that whole, the nervous system and alignment. And you, you mentioned the Kundalini process and obviously breath work. And I guess, yeah, I've, I've heard that before too, that you don't want to take on too much too soon, but we want to do this work, ease into it because, because even we can have uh, maybe like negative reaction. I'm wondering if you could, you could talk a little bit more about what that really means. I I know you do the the Kundalini teaching as well. So what do you, what do you, what is, what does that really look like on our, on our bodies from a physical level when people are talking about this Kundalini awakening and energy rising and all of that? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, because that is what's happening all of the time. We have this flow of energy, right? Like liberation is energy moving from the space of the spine upwards, right? Like people, there's this, Ah, it makes, I get a little like, that's not the point, but okay. Of like, people like, I want to force this. I want to force my Kundalini to awaken and all these things and like reaching towards enlightenment. But here's the other thing. There's also a downward flow of energy, which is manifestation flows downward through the channel. And so you need to have an equal give and take of both Mm. of these energies and this balance of both. And so when people I'm gonna, I can take it from my own experience when all you're doing is sitting and meditating and activating this energy. So the, the Kundalini is really just, it's your creative life force. It's your sexual life force. It is basically your Shakti energy, right? And it mm-hmm. is your whole spiritual and whole human potential. And you, there, Kundalini, I don't even like to call it a yoga. It's, we call it a technology because it actually is. It uses different pieces in every single class. And so you use this dynamic and static movement with a breath work for every time with, with meditation. It basically just feels like a moving meditation with a focal point, which is your drishti. So every class you will notice people are, or the teacher will ask you to focus typically either on the center of your brow point with eyes closed or the tip of your nose with your eyes open. This activates your pineal gland, which is pretty cool. So like that, that intuition, that intuitive part of you gets activated within. And then also mudras, so hand gestures that we have all the elements within us. So we start to activate that and we start to activate sounds. So we use sound currents with Gurmukhi. And so these sacred sounds and with all of it, it is a very, in, it can be a very intense, elevated experience because we're we're just working with energy, right? Working with a lot of energy. And so if you're sitting, meditating, working with your kundalini most of the day, it's it can be very, very heightened. It can be very, very activating. And a lot of people haven't done enough work to create safety within their nervous system to be able to hold it. And that is why I am such a strong proponent of doing other breath work to create that, to create that strength within your nervous system, because that's also another reason why, at least a theory I have of why people can't hold it. Like you'll hear awful stories Mm. of people going into psychosis because they've activated it either on accident or because they're trying 
And I am guessing it's because they haven't done work to actually strengthen their nervous system to hold this energy because it's a lot of energy, but we all have it within ourselves. And this energy we use, like our sexual energy is not a bad thing. That is our creative life force. So you can use it for whatever you want to use it with, but you got to use it. And if you don't use it, it's going to go somewhere. And it's probably not, your system's not going to be able to handle it if you don't take it right like if you're cooking cookies for over an hour in the oven and they just they're baking and they're baking and then you're just left with a mess that's gonna be your energy if you don't do something with this amazing well yeah I I didn't realize like you described it more than just a yoga kundalini yoga but like you said it's a whole like biotechnology or understanding so tell me a little bit more about that like because like on, I've heard it on a cellular, cellular level, or we talk about like DNA activations. Can you, can you go into a little bit of like the science behind what this is doing on a, on a chemical or physical level within our bodies when you're doing this work? Yeah, well, absolutely. It anatomically speaking, this is why I basically only practice Kundalini anymore. It systematically works with not only your central nervous system to clear it, to rebalance it and strengthen it, but it works with your entire glandular system, right? And so a lot of us have hormonal imbalances within our lives, but where are those hormonal imbalances coming from? They're coming from an imbalance in your pituitary gland, in your pineal gland. This will systematically help to rebalance your entire system. Like this is, this is just science. This isn't metaphysical. And that's the same thing with Now, this is like a little piece of the metaphysical, but it's also not Uh, a one meditation that I recommend to every single person to do is called the addiction meditation. Mm -hmm. And what this does, where addictions form in the brain is because it's an imbalance and an irregulation of hormones, the hormonal secretion in between your pituitary and your pineal gland. And when that happens, that is when addictions form. And addictions can be anything, right? You can be addicted to not just sex or drugs or alcohol or food. It can be love. It can be validation. It can be biting your, it's literally anything. Like we all walk around with micro addictions. Mm. This meditation that we do literally helps to rebalance the hormones between those, those are your two, like the master glands of Mm. your system starts to regulate just that secretion between the two. I have friends that, sorry, I just wanted to say this. Yeah. Tell me, tell me you have friends. These are great stories. I don't have addictions like that, but I have friends like one of them in particular, he, his whole life, he's not his whole life. I don't want to go into a story, but he was telling me that he, like his last addiction was vaping. And one day after doing addiction meditation, because we say to do it, for 40 days as a minimum. He'd been doing it maybe a year, but all of a sudden one day he just like threw his vape away and was wow. like, I think I'm good. Like, I, I actually don't need this. And I have heard that through countless people who have struggled with more serious addictions, like pills, like sex, mm-hmm. like this, like this technology actually works, but you have to actually commit to it. Right. Yeah. Commit it to the work and get it to to get the healing and the results. And yeah, it's amazing to me because you're speaking about that hormonal connection. And so many people have, I don't know, like even autoimmune diseases and disorders that stem from like in that and inflammation in the body. And I, I feel like, do you, do you have clients that also 
like on a physical level, they, they improve their health and wellness as well when they're doing all this work. Because I know the addiction is one thing, but like they have other like hormonal imbalances in general just create so much disease in the body, right? Absolutely. So there's so much, it's like you've now, we've gotten into a few different topics. There's so many things that we touch on like with clients yeah. per se. And so it's kind of a yes and like, yes, their their whole lives holistically tend to change without them trying when we start to layer on these different practices or changing limiting beliefs, changing mm-hmm. thoughts, changing stuff, right? Like from that space, it's all interconnected. And so I can't say whether it's just from this thing because I don't believe it is. However, a former client of mine, we... Oh, what was it? She had been on a specific medication for about 20 years and working together without me knowing it. She went off of it, which yeah. is absolutely incredible. Yeah, that is. And it's all, it's also, I hear we're all, we have addic- our, our trauma creates addictions, right? We have, we almost become addict. That's when you hear like when you're trauma bonded and you're addicted to this cycle, when you're in relationships, even it's like, you, you don't even know it, but your body is like wanting this. It, it, it's like, it's reinforcing these negative patterns to keep occurring. <laughs> like you're addicted to this relationship. that's mm-hmm. uh, a trauma bond, not a healthy. So, and, and again, it goes, goes into like karmic relationships and the reason why we're in those in order to, to break free. So yeah, I, I think, uh-huh. I think yeah, that's amazing because even even on that level, we're we're addicted, right, to the to the trauma response or the things that our body does in that process. So to me, it makes a lot of sense to do this work in order to 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 create that. And and also in that process, I think we're learning to like what we we talked a little bit about earlier, like overcome limiting beliefs or even the process of creating healthy boundaries in order to get this stuff to to stop. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And. And so, yeah, tell me a little bit more about how, how this, this is like re- rewiring our, ourselves in order to be on new timelines or be in a new, like our best and highest self life and all of the, all of the things that we want to, we want to go through in order to have these, these breakthroughs in life. Well, so I know we got to talk a lot about the nervous system, right? And yeah. like that expansion. The other part that's really, really cool that I love without needing to go into your trauma, without needing to go into all of the other gunk, right? Like if you feel like, shit, I have done so much shadow work. I'm like, good. What can I do to expedite this process? Do kundalini yoga because it literally rewires the synapses of your brain, right? So when a trauma or when, yeah, a a trauma comes up or, or an occurrence comes up and it triggers the limbic I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly. Like the limbic part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex goes off. The prefrontal cortex is where you're able to create those responses, right? Where you are able to hold space, see from other perspectives, choose something different. They work hand in hand. The nervous system strength, safety, expansion works hand in hand with that rewiring of the synapses of the brain and of choosing something different. And that is an essence right? Like you talk about quantum everything, like that is in essence, breaking it down, what quantum leaping is. Instead of doing the same thing over and over again, you choose one new thought, one new action, and your entire life's trajectory changes. Yeah, it's amazing. 
a lot of times you're not fully capable of doing that if trauma is running your life, right? right. Or if your past patterning and past wounding, and it's just your nervous system is taken over, the, the brain is taken over. And so both of these things combined help to get you to the place where you're even open to the possibility that there can be something different that you can choose. And then like you get to choose, right? Like from all the space you've just created, you get to choose what you want to feel, what you want to think, what you want to do. And those three things, if you start to do them right now, in accordance with the person that you are stepping into, I promise you the world will mirror that back to you. But you have to show up consistently with those three things. Yes, amazing. Well, it's and it, and it also was occurring to me. I mean, so many of us will have like therapy and talk therapy and, and years of that. And I mean, it's very important work, but it sounds like you can also, some people don't want to have to communicate or verbalize this over and over again, relive that trauma through therapy. So you can maybe even do some of this work instead of that, right? Even the coaching that I do, like mm. I, with intuitive manifestation coaching, years, like a decade of life coaching and spiritual coaching, I, you can even surpass it with the right coach and the right modality mm. because that's, mm -hmm. that's the thing. But you also have to be ready and you have to be willing and you have to be in that space because like, I'm not the right coach for a lot of people. I'm here if you've done the work and you're ready for the next thing and you are ready to let everything die, every identity you've known, you're ready to no longer choose those stories because if you're still choosing them, you're perpetuating the same cycle and karma. And I love that you brought up therapy because I've noticed that a decade of therapy, my clients, it's a yes and, right? Like it's great to be able to bring up those things, but oftentimes it leaves you with a light getting shined on some of your deepest, darkest, like gunk inside mm -hmm. of us. And then it's like, well, what do I do with this? And so right. then you get stuck in this loop. And so that's why these practices, manifestation work, working with whatever, right? Like there are different things that you can add in that help expedite the process where you don't have to go back anymore. It's not spiritually bypassing. I don't, I don't allow that for myself. I don't allow it for my clients, but I also don't need us to live in it and tell that yeah. same story, you know? Yeah. And it's like what you said earlier, where you shine, if you shine a light on it, it you have to have somewhere to go. It has to have a release mechanism. Just, just, Jeez. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. I love that. It's, it's, it's such important work and it sounds like we're, we're talking about the nervous system, the energetic body, like everything coming into alignment and balance. And so tell me, I, we have just about 15 minutes and I don't know if we're going to have any questions or, or comments here, but people are welcome to, to put it in the chat or raise their hands if you have any questions. But I just wanted to hear a little bit about, you know, what kind of program you you're offering for your clients right now? Like what, how do you, how do you end up doing this work? What do you, what do you, what do you, where do you take people when they come to you and, and want to find you and work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So right now I am typically, I typically, I just work with clients right now, one-on-one. -on -one. So I do have one-on-one -on -one. coming up in the new year. And it is a lot of everything we've been talking about, starting with nervous system work, starting with self-worth work, mm. limiting, like really diving into the limiting beliefs, but in a different more tangential way that helps to move the needle and then really 
understanding on a dropped in level what manifestation is and how to how to become the person that you think might be possible in the mind's eye and taking them from possible to oh no this is this is probable this is enough this is happening right and starting to move that needle and stepping in and becoming that person living their life which is a lot of I mean purpose work so yeah like becoming fully actualized in your vision for yourself and your new (laughs) your yeah your new embodiment of everything you want to be and like that you make that you're we're, we're here vision boarding, we're here manifesting, writing affirmations. And so many people just just try, are trying and they're struggling so much right now with why it's not working and journaling or just trying to wake up in the morning and stay positive. And it, it does, it, it can be so frustrating when we're just in these cycles of, of it not working or we don't think it's working. And then I feel like there is a certain amount of that like you said in the beginning, trust and and letting go of like being attached to a certain outcomes in this process. It's like, even even from a religious perspective, when we're like praying for the things we want, we have to not be attached to how like God gives them to us, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like everything is happening. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but if you know what's happening, that's the only thing you can control. And the how yes. and when, not up to you, Right. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, so this is amazing because I I definitely <laughs> I love the idea of of working with you and where can people find you? I know you have your social media. Where do you like people to go who might be listening and want to reach out cuz I'm going to have the links to your website and all that, but where where should people go if they want to reach out and 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 find you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is a great place. I also offer so the other thing I do I do a lot of different types of like soul map readings and life purpose readings for astrology and for human design and for numerology and also for tarot and oracle sometimes and like charts and forecasts of like what to expect the next six months for Mm. astrology and numerology. And so all of that's on my website. And then social media wise, you can find me on Facebook my name, Allie Fitzpatrick. You can find me on Instagram. I'm Allie Fitzpatrick. You can find me on TikTok. I'm Allie Fitzpatrick. And then I do different kind of a across the board. It's a mixture of like manifestation tips, spirituality tips, astrology on all of those channels. And so yeah, I like the idea of the soul, like so people can book just like an individual, like a soul mapping session, you said, and you incorporate all of this and in, into like a what does that look like is that like a few hours of time and then you 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 end up revealing a lot of this stuff or good idea no I like these are all separate readings but I love being <laughs> I could include all of them in yeah no it's typically I I ask what people's intentions are or like what they want to get activated or what they want to know and focus on and then mm-hmm we just go from there. And I typically pull multiple charts just so I know, and I can give them other information, but yeah. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, I, I want, I'm, I'm just so excited to learn more about your work and I'm going to post this on our, on my YouTube channel and all the links to your site. And your, I know you're on Facebook and Instagram and all that. So people can reach out. And do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom before we wrap, like anything you'd like to share with our audience that, you know, that we can, that we, we should hear from you words of advice or wisdom in the world. <laughs> I like to ask everyone that before we wrap up. <laughs> Just a couple of like potential, like invitations for mental reframes. One of them, I brought it up last night, is changing the dialogue and adding what if, 
right? Like, what if it all works out? Like, holy shit, what if, right? Like, what if X, Y, Z? That will instantly bring you into a more elevated state and that will instantly raise your vibration. I promise you. The other one, anything is possible. Like, anything is possible. Like, holy shit, anything is possible, you know? And the third one, these are just like little mantras that I say all the time. Everything is at, like, everything is always working out in my favor. Oh my God, it's all working out. Like it is all working out. Even if I don't know it in this moment, I don't know how it's all working out. I love it. Yeah. You're like the positivity beacon for us to follow and like stay positive and have, because I think, I feel like we, we, it was kind of, we brought it back full circle because at the beginning you were, you're talking about the, these statements and, and how we can, it's more than just I am statement, but really living in the feeling that it brings when, when you have that knowing and you, you're operating from that place, right? And actually bringing in that, <laughs> vibrating at that frequency at all times, even when we're struggling. So just, there's a lot of power in that. I, I agree. And I love, I love to hear you express it because I feel like it's, it's so important. Everyone, everyone needs to be tapping into that to get the kind of results that we want in these, in the manifestation process and all of that. So yeah, amazing, Allie. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I don't know if we have any questions, but I'm going to, I'm going to, put this episode out uh, on my YouTube channel. You guys can find me. My website's adinamovana.com. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and definitely reach out and add Allie as well. And I'm going to send out this recording also in an email. I, we do have about, I think, 40 people registered. It's just like in the middle of the day. So a lot of people look for the for the recording and all that. But yeah, Allie, it was, a, it was amazing having you here today. And I'm so excited that we got to finally do this interview and, and, and connect. <laughs> and if you want to that's uh, going live on Facebook. I don't know. Yeah. We're friends on Facebook. Yeah. Um, make sure to take me on it. And then like, yeah, yeah. Mine. Yeah. I think after the recording, it processes. So I did post it that we're live right now and I'll tag you on there. We can share it and then send you, send out the recording as well for anyone who asked for it. But yeah, this has been amazing, Ali. I'm so excited. And I learned a lot today about human design, astrology, Kundalini awakening, like I'm still relatively new to a lot of these topics, but I just love hearing about them. And it makes so much sense to me, especially when you bring in like the real science behind it. And it's, it's more than just, you know, woo woo spiritual stuff that people are doing out here. So <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you, Allie. Okay. It was great talking to you and hope to have you soon in the future. We'll have another episode. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at the website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.